The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're very welcome back to The Last Word. Ian Guider in for Matt Cooper today. Now, I'm sure many people are heading away to the sunshine over the weekend for their holidays, but parts of Europe are experiencing extreme heat right now across the continent. And even in the UK, temperatures are soaring and leading to warnings about the danger. So what is happening and how bad is it? Well, we're interrupting the summer holiday of our regular regular environment contributor, John Gibbons, to tell us what's happening. John, a very good evening to you and again thank you for breaking off your holidays to speak to us where are you and what are the temperatures like uh good evening ian i'm in a little town called ag uh, on the mediterranean coast uh, it's not too bad we're close to the sea here which gives some relief uh today we're a balmy about 35 degrees ian uh which is pretty warm for this time in june uh and in this part of uh, southwest france now tomorrow we're actually due to head to carcassonne which is a little bit inland and today the temperatures in carcassonne are 41 degrees centigrade so that's if anyone's experienced uh, temperatures in the 40s uh it's extremely unpleasant and really you know if you're out and about in that temperature for any length of time during the day you're going to feel pretty ill in fact uh three years ago uh we had a similar family holiday to this again with that time we went in late june and uh again another uh, heat wave hit us along the way and we ran again into temperatures 40 41 even touching 42 degrees so these heat waves ian basically are coming uh fast and hard in fact We know now that in the last two decades, continental Europe has had the five hottest summers recorded since 1500. In other words, in the last 500 years, they are 2019, 2017, 2015, 2007 and 2003. So the likelihood of that being any kind of a coincidence over a 500 year period. And of course, Europe has extremely accurate and detailed meteorological records going back hundreds of years. So it's an excellent place to study this. And obviously, and if this were just happening in Europe, you'd say it's a problem. But for example, at the moment, over 120 million Americans are under a health advisory to remain indoors because of a dangerous heat dome. So that's about a third of the population of North America being advised to remain indoors during the day. So this phenomenon uh, is not local. It's not even regional. This is a global phenomenon. Yeah, and we heard from you on the last word a couple of weeks ago about what was happening with the extreme heat in India. Is there any particular issue causing these temperatures right now? Yeah, I mean, at the risk of stating the obvious, the problem is we're dumping about 40 billion tonnes of heat-trapping gases every year into the atmosphere. And unfortunately, Ian, these gases don't clear away quickly. They're what are called persistent gases. That means that the heat-trapping gases that we dumped in last year and 10 years ago and even 20 years ago and 50 years ago, they're all contributing to the heat that we're experiencing now. So this is a really dangerous cumulative problem. And what we're now beginning, Ian, to experience is the, the collective impact of this. Now, we know globally that Uh, average surface temperatures in the world have risen by about 1.2 degrees centigrade over above over pre-industrial, which is the largest uh, change in global surface temperature since the end of the last ice age. So in about the last 12,000 years. So things are changing fast. And the problem, of course, is what we're seeing is that an average 1.2 degrees begets extreme temperature. So the whole temperature gradient has shifted, if you like, from from left to right. In other words, we're seeing because of this increased energy in the system, it's manifesting itself in the form of extreme weather. For example, uh, deluges, heat waves and and 
killer droughts. And for example, in Western USA, uh, some of their some of their lakes are actually disappearing. And this is having huge impacts both on the water supply and even on hydroelectricity. And this is the thing, Ian, that in order to adapt, for example, if you, people say, well, OK, it's hot, turn up the air conditioning. But right now, the Spanish and Italian governments are beginning to limit the use of air conditioning because of the pressure that people dialing up the air conditioning is putting on their national electrical grids. In fact, France is also considering introducing curbs on, on uh, the use of uh, air conditioning because of course air conditioning it's fantastic if you have access to it but it is a massive uh, energy drain and of course you can't air condition your way out of a crisis like this yeah. and I, yeah i suppose the real challenge for us is that these temperatures that we're seeing now the 2022 temperatures these could instead of being the hottest temperatures we've ever seen they're likely to be the coolest temperatures that we'll ever see this century John, when we see images from abroad of bushfires in Australia or in the United States, we think that's far away. With the temperatures we're experiencing right now in Spain and where you are in France, are we seeing those type of events as well? Yeah, I mean, these... The point about really is that the climate thing is coming home to roost. Uh, you mentioned at the top of the item that uh, in Britain, just across the water, uh, they're hitting, I think, 34 degrees centigrade today. Now, Britain isn't a great deal distant from ourselves. In fact, the highest temperature ever recorded on the island of Ireland, uh, if, if memory serves, is about 33.6 degrees centigrade. So we've been incredibly fortunate so far. We've been sheltered by our maritime location at the edge of Europe. But it doesn't take much of a change or a wobble in direction for one of these heat blobs to engulf Ireland. And we found, for example, in 2018, we had a, a, a drought that was so severe that we had to import hundreds of thousands of tons of feed for our animals because they would have starved had we not been able to, because basically the grass didn't grow. So this, these kind of impacts, Ian, are much closer at hand than people in Ireland are inclined to realise. And I get it when you go outside in Ireland, you don't experience this blast. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with my shirt off. It is so hot. Uh, and this, and it's going to get a lot hotter over the next couple of days. So we're not experiencing that end of it, but, but we're equally vulnerable to things like, for example, flooding events, like intense flooding events, which of course they're also ratcheted up uh, by, by climate and heating, and of course uh, heat waves, as I just described. And finally, John, when as you know this well, people don't normally focus on climate and environment until it actually directly affects them. People will be experiencing this right now when they go away. Do you think it will make people maybe sit up and think, well, actually, the consequences of climate change globally is coming closer to home? Yeah, I hope so, Ian. I don't know. I honestly hope so. For example, our family, we, we, we took the ferry down to Bilbao early this year. We literally left Ireland on the 8th of June. And we did that deliberately because we wanted to get to, get to continental Europe before the heat waves, because they're coming earlier and earlier every year. The summer season, if you like, is now extending. And unfortunately, uh, we again underestimated it and we ran smack into yet, a, yet the latest heat wave. These are now becoming what used to be once in a hundred year events are now becoming annual events. And that has huge impact. So how do, we, how do we experience this in Ireland? I think it will definitely affect people making holiday plans. I have a feeling that uh, southern continental Europe is going to become largely a place that people are going to have to avoid. Tourists in particular are going to end up avoiding in July and August because it's, it's just getting savage. The problem here, of course, is that this ripples outwards. We, we now have this savage summer going all the way back to basically the end of May. And on that, Ian, uh, France experienced its hottest May in recorded history last month and the same for Spain. So this isn't, unfortunately, it's not an isolated event. This is not a once off. This is part of a really, really concerning uh, trend that is that is gathering pace and something we all need to pay a lot more attention to. 
Well, John, we'll let you get back to enjoying what's left of your holiday and do enjoy it and sit somewhere in the shade with a cold drink. John Gibbons, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.